0: well good day and welcome i'm so glad to have with you today a guest speaker on real world leadership and we're so glad you chose chose to join us today um, to speak about leading and living our best life i'm susan johnson i'm with truth enterprise partners and it's a pleasure to welcome you to real world leadership and today our topic is passion Our topic is passion today. So a little bit about me. Um, I work with a team of folks at Truth Enterprise Partners who are leaders that are inspired to create a world where diversity and authenticity are valued. That's what we envision our world to be as it relates to leading and living our best life. Our mission and what we get out of bed for every day is really to help bring the potential out of every individual that we tend to work with, whether that be a leader or individual. And we'd love to bring out the true potential in you as well. We help people discover their true potential. It's what we do. And it's all about truth and what's important to you. You can find more about us at truthenterprisepartners.com. And again, joining us today, we have a guest speaker, a dear friend, a former colleague in Lincoln Corcoran, who is the author of the book, With Passion. And to introduce you to Lincoln, um, we're gonna do a quick little icebreaker. But first, um, Lincoln and I share uh, a similar mission. Um, I talked about bringing out the true potential in leaders and in people. And Lincoln's mission is really kind of similar to that. And his mission is being uh, bringing out the best in terms of what people were designed to be and to do that with passion. So Lincoln, you'll give us an opportunity to talk a little bit more about that. Um, you also call yourself a servant leader, a learn-o-vator peopleist. We're curious about what those mean things mean to you. Certainly you're a believer and an inspirational speaker. I know that to be true. Um, and an author of this book with passion. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. And then most recently, you were um, received a recognition from LinkedIn where you're the top 1%. Of people endorse for leadership. So that's quite the accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you. So, um, Lincoln, share with us a little bit about what you mean when you say learn a vator, peopleist. What does that mean? Well,
1: people is everything we do has to do with people. You know, everything that we do has to do with people. Okay. And Our education system focuses on curriculum, and very little, if any, is about people skills. Okay. Very little, if any, is about
0: people skills. I mean, so as a peopleist, that means you have a knack or uh, a mastery of people. Would that be true? Well, I wouldn't say a mastery, I say I'm on my way. It's a journey.
1: Absolutely. You know, I mean, People is what it's all about, family, family, community, we have societies, they're made up of people, organizations, think about what an organization would be if there were no people, you know, (laughs) (laughs) think about a church, what what that would be if there were no people, or or no neighbors,
0: it's all about people. Right, and, and, and I, I and, certainly and, and, see that with you and how you connect with people, yeah. for sure. Because, and I certainly see how you would describe yourself in that way. So, tell me about Learnovator. What do you mean, Learnovator? I mean, okay,
1: I'm in the education business. I've been in my first job was a school teacher, and you know, I've been called a trainer, you know, management development trainer, but. What's the purpose? What's the, if no learning is taking place, no training is taking place. Mm-hmm. So my role, my role is to inspire people to be open to learning. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a process. It's a process. So I gotta set them up. This this is a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in fact, one of my opening slides is I mean, you're gonna learn three main things today. You're gonna learn that what you're already doing is the right thing to do, that you need to continue doing those things. Then you might learn a couple of things that you, mistakes you make and think that, oh, no, I need to stop doing this, these things. And then you might get a couple of new ideas. I need to start doing these things. Okay. And it's, a, it's a process. It's mm-hmm. not an event. Too many people think, okay, we had a training seminar. Now they said, learn it. Oh, yeah. You so as, as, you as a learner,
0: you're really... Opening up the world of possi- the possibilities of learning. That's what I'm taking away from what you're sharing Ex- here. Exactly. And, you know, what do you need to start doing? What do you need to, cont- to continue doing? What do you need to stop doing? It's, right? an,
1: it's an ongoing process. Any yes. living organism. I like to tell people any living organism that stops growing, stops learning,
0: begins mm-hmm. to die. Okay. All right. Very well stated, very well put. And so glad that you're here to share your points of view um, as it relates to um, the the characteristics of yourself and when you talk about the the topic of passion. So very excited to hear um, what you have to say. But first, I want to open up with a quick little icebreaker so the folks listening can get a little more insight into you. So I have this deck of cards and I'm going to pull one. For you and then you can just ask answer the question um and just share a little bit more about you and I must say, share that these cards came from um our place where I ordered these these beautiful pride mugs you can see my pride mug here I've been waiting a long time for these these are on back order they're just beautiful um and I and I love my mug I love my mug and these cards came as a bonus and I see I can see how I can use these cards in the work that I do as an executive coach and a developer of leader talent so um, here's your card, Lincoln. And here's okay. your question. Share your favorite food tradition. My, my favorite food tradition? Yeah.
1: Wow. Favorite that's food a, tradition. That, that's a loaded question. I, la- I love sushi. Okay. I love sushi and I, I try to have sushi at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And, I have it, and I have
0: it with chopsticks. <laughs> and there i can attest to that we actually had lunch a, <laughs> a little bit ago in, oh, yeah. our <laughs> right. and we sushi right and i have it so with, once with a week tradition sticks. of sushi with chopsticks with, with chopsticks yes okay very good well thank you for sharing a little bit more about you um, and your information for your website people can certainly um reach out to you at hispartners.com to find more about you so lincoln you're here to speak about the topic of passion And it means so many different things to different people. And the work that I do, it certainly comes up a lot. It's often referred to as energy, a drive. Um, That's how I hear it most. Um, But I certainly do define that with people individually as I'm working with them um, as a coach. It might mean a strength, you know, something that they love and they see that as a strength. But I'm curious about what you mean and what you meant when you wrote this book with passion. So tell me more. Well, may I share with you when the seed was planted in my head?
1: Absolutely. Because I know it was a Sunday and I know it was 1995 because I had just moved to Houston
0: Mm -hmm. and it
1: was the month of September, football season. Okay. And I I was at a football game. The, The Houston Oilers were still playing in Houston and they were playing the Miami Dolphins and my team was the Miami Dolphins at the time. So I was supporting the Miami Dolphins and they were winning. Dan Marino was still throwing the football and they were winning in the third quarter. Susan, in the third quarter, they got a field goal. They fake the field goal and scored And It was like Robin salt in the Houston Oilers. I, and I was having such a great time. I was laughing, I was having a I don't know, applauding. And, all, and they were like, eight, the stadium was full 80,000 people in the stadium and you could imagine the, the noise and the, you know, half of them were drunk and the other half were on their way to getting drunk, you know, kind of deal. It was noisy. And then suddenly, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but suddenly I stopped hearing the external noises hmm. and I'm, I'm hearing a voice in my head and hmm. the voice knew, knew my name and the voice was talking to me and the voice said to me, Lincoln. Look at you, man. I haven't seen you so excited and enthusiastic and joyful in a long time. Come Monday morning. When would all this enthusiasm and this joy go? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Lincoln, what if there was a way you can bottle how you're feeling right now and apply it to what you do every day? Susan, Interesting. That 1995 September, it was a Sunday. I can't remember the exact date that's when the seed was planted Mm -hmm. it was not it was not until 2001 that i took pen and paper and wrote this book about passion and it just flowed it was it was a gift it it was given to me because i've heard a lot of you said earlier a lot of people talk about passion yeah But I've never heard somebody define and clearly define what does it really mean? Is it just a scissor? Is it just a feeling that comes and goes? Right. You know, what is it really? And this is what.
0: This is what came
1: to you. This is what came to you. And this came to me directly from the Lord. Okay. People who have a passion for what they do, they take pride in what they do. I'm not saying that they're proud of what they do, but they take pride in what they do. Meaning Mm -hmm. how many times have you written something? or done something and you look at it and you say, oh, that's, that's not good enough, I can do better. You scramble it up and you do it over. That's the pride I'm talking about. The type of pride that at the end of the day, you can look back at your day and say, I did my best today. You know, like think about an artist. Think about an artist. They do not sign the bottom of their art until they're satisfied that this is their best piece of work. So I encourage people Don't sign your day off until you've done your best at the end of the day. That's the kind of pride I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. There 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 is attitude. You know, everything comes from your, is inspired by your thoughts. We don't have any control over what kind of thoughts come to us, negative thoughts, positive. What we do have control over is how we
0: respond. Yes, I agree. How
1: do, yeah. How do we respond? Select the positive thoughts, recognize the negative thoughts, and delete them as early as you can. The earlier you delete those negative thoughts, the better for you. Because the moment we start thinking about it more and dwelling, we start believing in it, now we want to do it, and then we regret. Okay. Attitude. I look at what's happening in the world today with the COVID situation. Every, most people are looking at the negative part of it. I can't go to work. I can't go to the bar. I can't go to the playground. I, I got to wear masks and they're complaining about that. But look at the positive. Oh, okay. Look at, look at the positive. And I like to tell people, most people, their biggest monthly bill is their mortgage or their rent. Prior to COVID, how much waking hours did you spend in this place that you're spending so much money for? And were you enjoying it? Now you get to spend so much more time and appreciate all that you have and and enjoy it. And, And you know, my mother told me, she told me a lot of good stuff. You never miss the water till the well run dry. And are we missing face to face time? So we can't wait for when that time comes back. I know we will appreciate it even more. Look for the silver lining. We find what we look for, attitude. The S is special. People who have a passion for what they do, they go out of their way to make other people feel special. And you met those people, they just seem to know what you need even before you ask. Special, but before you can make somebody feel special, you want to know that you're special. Look at, what, look at what the marketing people are doing to us. They're telling the girls to be special. You have to have a certain shape and a certain weight, and your hair has to be a certain color, and you've got to wear a certain cologne, you know? And people are buying into this and it's not working. The guys, we are not getting away. They're telling us we have to have a six pack. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be at least 6'2". I'm going to be at an average <laughs> weight and <laughs> drink a, a certain brand of beer or, t- or drive a certain type of car, vehicle to be special. And people oh, Judge, where, Your much. special
0: means what though? It differs from that. where yeah,
1: that's where I'm going. To be special, what makes something special? It's unique, one of a kind. Mm. And you know, there, there are only two reasons. Why we all should know, everyone, everyone should know that they're special and it doesn't cost you a dime. In the beginning, there was nothing, and the Lord created this world and He just said the word and everything came up. But when He was ready to make you and me, He got personally involved and He created man and woman in His own image. Thank God in his own image. And guess what? If you Google the world's population today, I think it comes up to 7.9 billion people in the whole wide world. And I know that number is wrong because there are a couple million they haven't counted yet. <laughs> and it's adding So we can round it up to 8 billion. And I can tell with confidence, every single person in this world, of the 8 billion people in the world, there is only one of you. There is only one Susan Johnson in this whole wide world. There's only one Lincoln Cochran and all you people who are listening, look in the mirror. There's only one of you. Now, doesn't that make you feel special? You're so unique. One Absolutely. Of a kind. One and of that, a kind. that really
0: speaks to, you know, the, you know, authenticity, um, uniqueness and being able to be yourself because there is no one like you right? Exactly. So One why try kind. to be someone other than yourself? And, Amen. you know, that gets to the heart Amen. of the matter when I talk to um, individuals about, um, you know, leading and, and being able to be themselves and the work that they do. They should be bringing their whole selves to it. Um, and we're tr- creating an environment where that is valued. Um, and that's the inspiration of why we, why we're doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Special is important. Uniqueness is, is key to that, to that passion. Tell me more, Lincoln.
1: The, the S is service. People, the second S, people who have a passion for what they do, they do not work. They serve. Okay. They serve, they see everything that they're doing as a service to their fellow man, and they're not selective as to who they're going to serve. Whoever needs the service, they
0: provide. Mm-hmm. So again, can, more about the mindset, when you talked about attitude, this is really around mindset, around your approach to what you're doing, whatever that is that you do, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, Blanchard they wrote a book on servant leadership, leaders who see their role is, I'm here to serve my people. Mm-hmm. You know, J- Jesus Christ, the greatest leader that ever walked the land, what did he do? He washed the feet of his disciples. He fed the people. He served the people. And then the I is initiative and integrity. Mm-hmm. People have a passion for what they do. They don't have to be told. They see something that needs to be done. They do it. It does not even have to be in their role. And you've heard people say the worst statement somebody can make in any organization, in any family, in any churches, that's not my job. I can do it. I'll do it. I can do it, I can do it, I will do it. And I'm known to be taking up paper in the parking lot in the supermarket. People who drop their empty cups. I mean, that's one of my pet peeves. They just open <laughs> the car door and put it right down there. And this is my neighborhood, you know? And then integrity. Susan, I've never met another human being who said to me, Lincoln, I don't have any integrity. Everybody claims to have integrity, but are they practicing? integrity. I learned a simple definition of what integrity is all about from a guy named Alan Fine in his book, You Already Know How to Be Great. And he said, say, do, co. S-A-Y-D-O-C-O. Say, do, co. Say what you're going to do. Do what you said you were going to do and communicate when you can. If I will get a $5 bill for everybody who promised that they were going to call me, or call me back, I would be a millionaire. Not exactly, but I'll be good. And see what you're going to do. Do what you said you were going to do and communicate when you can. And the best part of integrity is how you behave when nobody's looking, especially people who know you. Integrity. We need more people with integrity in our world today. Then ownership. Whose world is this? Whose world is it? Whose life are you living? Whose mind are you controlling? Take ownership. Too many people are giving ownership to other people. They're giving ownership to the politicians.
0: They're giving ownership to people who don't even know what they're talking about. You know? Yeah, I I get a sense of that comes up often in um, coaching calls and uh, meetings that I have too, um, where, you know, someone might have a behavior of uh, blaming or victimization. Um, yeah. But really focusing on, you know, taking ownership for what it is that you control and controlling um, and becoming the ruler of your own destiny and taking ownership for your life as you design it. Um, and it's not something you're not living your circumstance, but you're designing the way you want it to be
1: on it. Own it, it's yours, own it. Mm-hmm. Own it, and, absolutely. And, and then the end is never give up. Think. Look at what's happening in the world today. The divorce rate in, in this country is 39%. That's almost more than three out of every 10 marriages end up in divorce because people are giving up too early. The first obstacle, I'm out of here, this is not for me. This is not what I signed up for. Instead of working it out. You know, when Gretzi said, I love this quote, I live by it. You only miss 100% of the shots you do not take. You know, and I like to tell people about, think about the caterpillar in his cocoon. What is he doing or she? Pushing, pushing. And while he's pushing, he's growing and he's transforming. Doesn't even know what it's going to evolve into. But it never stops. If it stops, what happens? It will die in that cocoon. So keep pushing. And then it breaks out into be a beautiful butterfly. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? Keep pushing, people. Don't give up. <laughs> keep, pushing. keep swing. Keep,
0: keep swinging. swinging. <laughs> yeah.
1: Keep it, don't give up. Yeah. So that's what passion is all about. Okay. I do a workshop about it. The book is there. It's a
0: quick read. Yes, the book um, is there. The book is yeah. there, and also in the, the title of the book, you you mentioned stop working and start performing. What do you mean by that, Lincoln? What do you mean? Oh my goodness,
1: Susan. We were told all of our lives you got to get a good education. Uh huh. And you got to work hard. Got to work so hard. When, so when people hear the word work. The first thought that comes to my mind is hard. They associate work and hard. Yeah. You know, and oh, do I have to really do it kind of deal? Why do I have to do this? And they set the alarm. And then when the alarm goes off, they hit the snooze button because they don't want to go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, think about you're driving down the street and they got these guys, these people with these bumper stickers. I owe, I owe, I owe. So off to work, I go. You know, I'd rather be golfing. I'd rather be fishing kind of deal. If that's your mindset, what well, can you perform when you go to work? You're just checking in and checking out.
0: You know, and, and there's... They, so, like so many doing that right now. Yeah,
1: yeah they're like clock watchers. You know, life is just Life is a stage,
0: you know, and it's interesting you say that, because, you know, I think right now in our time, um, people are really considering, you know, are they working? Are they enjoying the work that they do? They have the audacity to think they should enjoy work. And I always say that you should you should feel like you said like the alarm goes off and you're ready to go perform because they're doing something that they love or they're bringing that passion that you talk about to the work that they're doing. Um, but um, I always talk about, um, you know, the audace- I have the, uh, the audacity to think that work should be fun because I'm enjoying what I do, <laughs> you know, but, but in, a, in yeah, from a position where I'm not enjoying what I do, then it, it, it feels like work, but you can associate work with fun when you're performing and doing what you do well, with see, that, passion. That's, that's, that's my message.
1: Yes. De- delete the word work from your mind and replace it with, this is my calling. This is my contribution to my community, my world. This is how I may, I'm making a difference in this world.
0: So let's talk this about is, calling for a minute because you brought that this up. Is, this is not work, yeah. Okay, so what if someone is not in their calling and how does someone find their, their calling per se? I, I, I deal with this in the work that I do, but I'm curious how you approach this in the work that you do. You know, calling and passion can be synonymous. Some people think passion is a calling, you know. Well, the, the passion is how you respond to your calling, so the passion is the approach that you're taking toward the, what you're the doing. How, the got how got you. Yeah. So, the passion is the how. I can share with you how I discovered what my calling is. Okay,
1: I, I did not set about to be an a inspirational speaker, I did not plan I'm, I'm going to be an on order one day kind of deal. Uh-huh. In fact, in in high school, when we had career day, mm-hmm. and they asked, you, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You know what I wanted to be, Susan. I no, in in, I was living in, in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh-huh. I wanted to be a, a, a royal air force
0: pilot. Okay, I wanted that's a noble be, noble profession. I, I wanted, yeah,
1: yeah. I wanted to fly pilot fighters planes, and we were. Trina Antibagos was still a member of the British Commonwealth. When I graduated from high school, I had all the requirements to apply to be a, a cadet in the Royal Air Force. Uh-huh. So I go I go to my mother and I said, Ma, this is what I want to do. She looked at me and she said, no, you're not going to be flying any war planes. That's not what you're going to do. And in those days, you did what Mama said. <laughs> right. you, know, you don't argue with Mama. So I have Applied for work because my mother was a single mother and I it's time for me to step up and contribute. I apply, for, you know, I talked to my friends, who are you applying for? Where are you looking? And what well, we put our applications in. I got a job with the with the government, as a civil servant, as administrative mm-hmm. assistant, and it was the most boring thing I ever did. Kind of give all, all I had to do was when the mail came in, open the mail, put it in the right folder and distribute it. And so I did that in about, but the rest of the day, I'm doing nothing. Just sitting down, you know, kind of, it was the most boring thing, but Mm -hmm. I applied, I applied for teaching, just applied. Okay. You know, and they called me in for an interview and they assigned me, they gave me a job as an assistant school teacher at a school in in close to my home, Santa Clara government school. And I, I went. My mother was a teacher. My bro- older brother was a teacher. So I, I went. And you know what I found out, Susan? What's that? I loved it.
0: I loved so it. So you found your calling and in, in teaching w- and education.
1: You see, you see, the thing about it, it's a calling. It's calling you.
0: Mm-hmm. The holy,
1: And I believe it's the Holy Spirit. He designed you and me. And he knows why he designed us. How mm-hmm. designers? What's the best thing for us? And you know, Proverbs three five and six. In his heart, a man makes his plans, but the Lord guides his footsteps. I'm here to tell you, He guided me into that role. I went to that role as a 18 year old, going on 19 year old. I was teaching 13, 14 year old kids. I was the cricket coach. I was the soccer coach. I was the drama coach. It was like it was like my second home, and I was loving it. Mm. I was loving it and I got I got blessed because the teacher they assigned me to work with, Miss Miriam Batiste, was like my bigger sister. She taught me so much. The principal, Mr. Lloyd Jove, the other teacher said, Well, he treats you like your son. He, he gave me responsibility. And I owned it. Mm-hmm. I didn't at that
0: time I didn't know about passion and that, but I was living it. Even right. That, that you were living it even at that time. And it's interesting, yeah. too, because you, when you know, you know, um, yeah. I have a similar story, you know, where, you know, I got into studying organizational development and leadership development. And I remember having a moment where I said to myself, I've arrived <laughs> 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 and I was thinking, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And so I think, you know, when you find it, you'll know. And if people don't find it, there's ways and we can we help you kind of yeah. uncover it. I know. Uh, we help help leaders and individuals discover their true potential. And we have some exercises that can help them get there and it'll resonate with them when they know um, truly what it is. And then they start to walk in that way. So very, very cool. Thank you for sharing that that uh, story. And you know how you know, it's not work
1: it's not work. You don't get tired. You look, you look forward to going to doing it and it doesn't matter whether people appreciate it or not. You just plant in the seeds. You just doing your role. I will never
0: forget that day. You get I'm joy from it. it. You love it. You, you know, it's that joy you get. It's a self in a, inner it's, joy. Yeah, it is. It's internal, yeah. internal joy. And, 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 yeah, and it might I'll express itself forget, outwardly Susan, too, you know, um, and sharing and talking about it and just being happy.
1: You know, I, if- I'll never forget that day I was sitting in my car getting ready to leave the school mm-hmm. to, go off to, to go off to college.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and I, I did, that was like 1973. Huh. I was 26, about 26 years old. And this 15 year old girl comes to my door and says, bye bye, daddy. I mean, no amount of money. Can compensate and never forget that as long as I live. Every time I think it, is, it brings me a sense of joy, a sense of mm. peace, a sense of accomplishment that one girl can come to me and call me daddy. You know, that's the satisfaction we get when we, when we find our calling or calling finds us mm-hmm. and, and we are obedient
0: to the calling. Right, absolutely, that that can certainly happen when you yeah. discover what you're called to do. And so, so the, Lincoln,
1: first, the first thing, the first so thing, to you love it, you know, and then other people tell you you're good at it. That's absolutely. why we get that's why we get feedback. Other mm-hmm. people tell you
0: you're good at it. Yeah, something you love yeah. and something that you're good at. You're good at absolutely con- confirmed. Yes, so, uh, Marcus Buckingham talks about that being a strength, something that you love doing and that you're good at so um those are strengths which could lead you know to the work that you might do that's part of your part of your calling so yeah good stuff Lincoln thank you for those stories and I appreciate you giving us a little bit of uh insight into your your book with passion um and it's the how um it's really not the what right it's the how you go about um performing yeah. um at your best right so Definitely. how can um, people, you said you did some workshops and you do workshops regularly. I've attended a couple myself. Um, how can um, people get a, a list or connect into your workshops? Are they listed on your website at hispartners.com? Yes. Okay, great. Yes, yes,
1: yes they are. And I, I customize everything I do to the needs of the client.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, very good. It was so nice to see you and to talk with you today. I appreciate you you taking some time to talk with us. And if you find yourself in a place where you are a little off-center or you're devoid of passion and how to go about doing some different things in your life, you can certainly reach out to um, Lincoln and I. We'd be happy to learn more about what it is that you're encountering and see if we can help and how. Um, you'll see our contact numbers in, interested or excuse me listed here on the screen <laughs> as well as um, our websites, Truthenterprisepartners.com for me and his partners.com for Lincoln. And again, we hope that you got a little bit of something to take away from our talk today. And Lincoln, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. you have a comment or one more question? One
1: one last thought I'd like to leave with everybody. You are the star in the movie of your life. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. You are the star in the movie of your life. Make every day an Oscar-winning performance. Thank you, Susan.
0: Thank you, Lincoln. And with that, we will sign off and wish you a fond day. And Lincoln, uh, a blessed day to you as well. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for joining us today. You're very welcome. This was fun. (laughs) All right. (laughs)